0: Welcome to another episode of Leonard Looks at Life. In this episode, we'll be looking at respect. In this episode, I want us to think about respect. Respect is something that we all want to have. But what is respect? The definition of respect is high or special regard to hold something or someone in high esteem. Perhaps we had teachers in our past that we respected or bosses that we respected. Sometimes we respect certain offices, uh, political offices or community offices might be people that we respect. One of the people that I respected growing up was my father. He was not a well-educated man. He was not a powerful man. But in the way he carried himself and the way he treated me and our family, he earned my respect. And so today I want us to think about respect. You know, early in my career, and I've been working for several decades now, but early in my career, I remember wanting to have respect, that you wanted to be somebody that was important, somebody that people looked up to and, and somebody that, that could make a difference. And I remember my first job after college. I graduated from college in December of 1981. And that was not a good time to be looking for a job. That was one of the worst times. I know we've had some bad times a few years ago in trying to find a job, but in December of 1981, the job market was pretty sparse. The summer before I graduated from college, I had a summer job at a shoe warehouse. It was a company that supplied the shoe department for a chain of department stores in the area. And it also had a chain of discount shoe stores that it did. And so the job I had that summer was you know, filling orders, seeing what shoes needed to go to what store, picking the shoes, picking the sizes, putting them in boxes so they could be delivered to the stores for sale. Not a real exciting job. And the job market was so bad when I graduated from college that I went back to the shoe warehouse, packing shoes for, I think it was four bucks an hour. And I did that for a few months and I was getting married. And so I thought, you know, I need to find something a little better. So one day I went up to the HR manager at the company. I told him I'd graduate from college and I was looking to uh, for a better situation than what I was currently in. And it just so happened that they had an opportunity at the company. It was in their audit department, which was auditing the sales figures for the stores. Now this was in the days before computers. So a lot of it was just done on a 10 key calculator. I needed to move up from what I was doing. And so it seemed like a good opportunity for me at that time. And, hey, it was a 25% increase in salary because I went from 4 bucks an hour to a whopping $5 an hour at that time. So I remember I was headed for my first day in this new job in the audit department. So I had my three-piece suit. I had my tie. I was ready to go in and look like I was somebody to be reckoned with. My boss was the assistant controller, and I remember going in that day and talking to him, and he went around to introduce me to the other people that were in the department. It was about eight ladies that were in the department. I would say six or seven of the eight were probably well over 50 at that time. So it was mostly some older ladies, mostly, and this was a different time, many of them were pretty much chain smokers. So it was this room where you had these ladies who just smoked all day long. And so my boss goes around and he's introducing me to the various ladies that are in this department. And so he comes to the last one. And this was a little white haired lady by the name of Lillian. Now the company that I worked for was a company that my mom had worked as a cashier at one of their stores for a number of years. And it just so happened that in the past, my mom had worked with Lillian. I did not know this at that time, but my boss introduces me to Lillian and she looks at me and she goes, oh, I knew your mom when you were this big and held her hand about two feet off the floor. And I'm thinking, there goes any opportunity I'm going to have for respect at this place. Then a number of years later, I was working at a bank. And at this bank, it was another situation where I had taken a job because I needed a job, and I was hoping to move up into in the company. I took a job as a teller, and that worked out for a while, but then an opportunity came where I could move up into the company. So I moved into the internal audit department. And again, I remember I had been there a month or two, so I was still fairly early on. So I'm still trying to establish myself. Still trying to earn the respect of my co-workers, if you will. And so there was one Friday night that it just so happened that at the local mall, they were having auditions or tryouts, if you will, for America's Funniest People. Now, you've probably seen America's Funniest Videos. That show has been on for forever. But for a couple of years, there was also a show called America's Funniest People. So I went out to the local mall for these additions, and my addition was to do a lizard impersonation. Now, if you want to see what my lizard impersonation looks like, fortunately, there is no video footage of that. I guess I I I wasn't funny enough because I never made it on the show. But back when I was a teenager, there was a mime duo called Shields and Yarnell. And they did a lizard impersonation on their show. So if you want to find that, you can Google Shields and Arnell lizard impersonation. And my impersonation, I guess, in essence, was an impersonation of their impersonation. So anyway, I go out to the local mall. And my turn comes. And I do my lizard impersonation. And I hear a camera clicking. And I guess I did okay because I got some laughs, got some applause. Well, it just so happened that Saturday morning I was on the front page of the Evansville newspaper doing a lizard impersonation. So then my first thought is, gee, I hope nobody at work sees this. Well, Monday morning when I go to work, I go into my office and there are multiple copies of the Saturday morning newspaper with my picture on the cover. So once again, I'm thinking... Boy, I guess I have blown this. No, I'm not going to get any respect around here. But, you know, I think that is a false perception of what respect is. Respect is not just a way you look. Respect is not just a way you carry yourself. Respect is not just, uh, you know, having a, a perhaps a mean demeanor that looks like you're serious, that looks like you mean business. Respect goes far beyond that. So as I was thinking about that, I wondered, well, how do we earn respect? Well, we can't earn respect, but in order to earn respect, we also have to give respect. And I came across an article from February of 2023 on the website betterup.com by a person by the name of Elizabeth Perry. And in this article she mentions five ways to demonstrate respect in the workplace. The first thing she says is that we need to encourage people to give and receive productive feedback, to acknowledge strengths, and help coworkers improve their weaknesses. Now, often feedback kind of gets a a bad rap uh, to us because when we think of feedback, we usually think somebody is just going to be there to tell us we did wrong. Somebody's there to tell us we fell short. Somebody's going to point out uh, what we didn't do. But we should encourage people to give and receive productive feedback, which is both good and bad. We should acknowledge strengths. We should recognize the people on our work teams that do a good job and help them to do even better. In those strong areas, but we should also help co workers improve on their weaknesses. If we are honest with ourselves, we know we all have weaknesses. We all have areas we can improve. And granted, we don't usually like to have those pointed out. But if somebody can do that, can encourage us in a positive way to improve on those weaknesses. And that means not just pointing out what our faults are. It means helping us to see what we can do to improve in those areas. So encourage people. Acknowledge where they do a good job and give them guidance on how they can improve in those areas that need improvement. The second thing she says is to always give team members your full attention, to actively listen and encourage them to expand on their thoughts. You know, it's the rare person that we come across That when we talk to them, we feel like we are the center of the universe, that they are giving us their full, undivided attention, that we feel important when we talk to them because they make us feel important. Now, I just mentioned talking about weaknesses. This is one of mine. I have that temptation, and perhaps you do as well, that when somebody is talking, I'm thinking, how am I going to respond? What do I want to say? What what witty thing can I come up with right now? But to earn respect, we need to give people our full attention. We need to actively listen. And they need to be able to tell that we actively listen. And people do know if we are actively listening. So that's something to work on is when somebody is talking to you for that moment, in that instant, to make them the center of your universe and let them know what they're saying is important to you, that you want to hear it. And so you follow that up with encouragement and questions to expand. Now, I know one of those active listening skills that perhaps you've heard about and I've heard is to you know, kind of rephrase what they say in a question. But if we just take some little trick like that, for lack of a better word, and we're always doing that, People pick up on that and know that's just what we're, we can do, we can ask them follow up questions all day long and still not be giving them our attention. So however it works for you, whatever's a comfortable way for you to do it, give the attention, listen, ask thoughtful questions, not just automatically parroting back what they've said, but asking questions in a way that shows that you have listened to them. The third thing is to recognize employees' achievements more often. You know, so often where we work, they might have an employee of the month or we have that time of yearly evaluations, and at that point, we have an opportunity to tell people they're doing a good job. Find more ways to do that. It's amazing how much an attaboy can do to just reinforce people, to tell them you have seen what they're doing. They're doing a good job, and you appreciate it. Sometimes it is hard to just build that in to your daily routine of letting people know they've done a good job. In the company I'm at, we have an admin group that we have a meeting every other month, and that's about the only time we get everybody together. And And that's not that often, so that's only six times a year but I've tried to make a point as we close that meeting each time to look around the room and tell everybody you guys do a great job. I appreciate you. I do not say it often enough, but I appreciate the job you're doing and you're doing a good job. I've had bosses that pretty much refused to ever say anything positive. Don't be that way. If you want to earn respect, let people know that you see them, you recognize them, and they're doing a good job, if they're doing a good job. Don't tell them they're doing a good job if they are not doing a good job, because that's going to affect your credibility. But when somebody is constantly doing a good job, they're constantly, every day, they're putting forth good effort, recognize that and tell them that. Another way that we demonstrate respect in the workplace is to empathize with your employees. Empathize with your team and understand that life happens. You know, life is messy and messy things happen to us on a fairly regular basis. So just understand when that person has an illness, when they have a kid that is sick, when they have a home repair that's got to be done, just empathize and recognize you've been there too. You've had days that you've had to take away. You've had to go away. You've had to do something else. And so empathize with them. Now, granted, every once in a while you come across that person that will take advantage and will always have something going on. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you've got a big project, stretching to get a deadline done, and something inconvenient happens to somebody on your team. Empathize with them. Do what you can to help them get through their crisis at hand and they will respect you more for it. The fifth thing that she says is to never call anyone a name they don't like or make fun of their identity. You know, that seems pretty obvious and pretty simple to us, but that's something we, we should take to heart. You know, we might think we're being funny, we might think we're being cute, but the person that is receiving that may not take it that way. And so we need to be careful in how we address people, and we need to be careful that we don't make fun of who they are. You know, in the book of Matthew, in the Bible, there's what we call the Sermon on the Mount, one of the greatest uh, collection of teachings that Jesus ever had. And in that is where he makes that statement. And in Matthew, the 7th chapter and the 12th verse, Jesus says, Treat others as you want them to treat you. That really is the crux of it. That's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat others the way you want them to treat you. If we treat others with respect, if we treat others with encouragement, if we give our full attention listening to others, if we recognize the achievements of others, empathize with others, if we respect who, other, who they are and don't belittle them, then we really are showing respect to those around us. And if we show respect to those around us, more than likely they will show respect back to us. Respect is not something we put on, but something that we earn day to day by being ourselves, by being genuinely, who we are early in my career. I thought respect was something that if I wore the right clothes and had the right tone of voice and carried myself a certain way, then I would have respect. But as I mentioned earlier with my job at the shoe company and my job at the bank, that idea of gaining respect quickly crumbled in both those instances. But I think both of those places, when I left, I did have respect of the people I worked for not because of the way I dressed or the words I used or the demeanor I had but I could have respect because I was who I genuinely am and I could treat them with respect I could try to follow the golden rule I could try to treat others the way I wanted to be treated and I found that really was the key to getting respect you know many years ago Aretha Franklin had a song titled Respect. Part of the lyrics of that song, all I'm asking for is a little respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. If we take the time to find out what respect means to others, then it will be easier for us to earn their respect. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode of Leonard Looks at Life. And I hope you'll join me again next week. Thank you.